0: The well, only and let's remove the incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to keep it in there. But, uh, uh,
1: well, thank you again for, for joining us. I just uh, I love our times together. Before we get on to, you can tell we're in a different place today. We have a huge map behind us, and uh, that Graham's going to talk to. And uh, but before we get to there, there's a couple of questions I have Good. that we kind of missed back in our previous ones. And uh, you you missed something? (laughs) Believe it (laughs) or not. Uh, Back in our first podcast, when I was first doing the introduction, I mentioned that you won a gold medal in the 1968. Yeah, Olympics.
0: Isn't that amazing? I I I know you have to you have to be careful when you say Olympics, (laughs) culinary Olympics. (laughs) 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 Like I say, I remember
1: Peggy Fleming winning the uh, the women's skating, John F. Keely winning the downhill. Uh, I don't remember Graham Carey winning the gold medal, but I was doing some research about the culinary Olympics, and (laughs) it's quite a thing.
0: It is actually, you know, within the culinary world, it's, it's something that you, when they told me that I'd won a gold medal, I'm, I, it became the big thing of my life, obviously. Yes. So were you
1: representing Australia at that
0: time? No, I, you don't represent any place. You just, um, it is the quality of something that you have done. Okay. And the only thing that I had done that, that, that caused that was a book, um, was my second book. Um, and I worked really hard at that second book. Um, I was in the Air Force at the time. I used to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and work on the book until 7 wow. and then go to work. Yeah. Um, and it, it took over a year to be able to do that so I won't, I won't fuss with it anymore but it was really unusual and very very intense yeah. um, and uh, when it came back with that award it was it was wonderful yeah. 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 so is it like an actual gold medal like you would see athletes have oh yes you actually get the oh, nice. gold medal do you still have it no I threw it out Ah. Oh. How can you explain such a thing as this? (laughs) I had a number of awards and medals and cups and things like that. And at a certain point of my life, when I had given my life over to Mm. Jesus, really, I felt that those things were idols Mm. in my life. And they really were. They caused me to be very self-focused and very rewarded. So I simply put those in a plastic sack and threw them out in the garbage. And I remember th- the sack being thrown into the back of the truck after we'd sold all of our stuff we, we were selling out to rele- r- remove ourselves from that yeah. life. And I remember hearing the clink of metal on metal and thinking at that moment of the gold medal hitting one of the cups or something. Yeah. And, and, um, and I watched that truck go down this one-mile um, um, sort of alleyway that led to the house. And I watched it turn left in, uh, and go out of sight. And I saw my past going yeah. at that stage. Yeah. Everything that I had so valued. Yeah.
1: In, in the back of my mind, I was thinking you probably said you wouldn't have it anymore. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah. And, uh, so,
0: yeah. yeah. It, it is yeah. and it's um I don't want to suggest that that's what we all ought to do mm-hmm. um that's what we did at yeah. the time in obedience to what we felt yeah. I'm not sure I would do the same again today but there you go yeah. that's not that's not the point you right. live in the now yeah. and that was now you, were,
1: you yeah. were being obedient in the moment
0: yes so what you felt you needed it yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, second question is, are you still in contact with Ruthie or did Trina have a, an ongoing relationship with her?
0: um do you know um uh, we were to some extent it 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 actually did crop up one more time um, when she would have been about thirty yeah. um, and um I really worked hard to be able to try and get her involved in um, some work that was needed at the time. That seemed to fall through and we were very disappointed about that. She also wanted to have us come and talk to her church which is now a very large black church. But the elders in the church didn't really want me to come and give my testimony. And to this day, I don't know why. Yeah, interesting. It, we do live in a fragmented society um, and we, we, we will not ever truly know yeah. what's going on. Right. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but we true. love it a bits. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, this cross that you're wearing, yeah. you've been wearing it in all of our podcasts, you yeah. wear it every day. Yes. So, there's something special about that.
0: Yes, there really is. This took place within two or three weeks of me coming to the Lord. And I had um, a set of um, heart cowrie, which is kind of a wood-like teak, Mm -hmm. um, uh, spurtles, stirring sticks, um, Mm -hmm. made for me by an artisan in in New Zealand. Like a wooden spoon? Yes, um, a, a spurtle. was originally a stick with a thistle cut on the top, which you'd run around the inside of a saucepan to stop oatmeal from burning. (laughs) It's very Scottish. Um, And I just took that because it was part of my life, and I took it and cut it up so that it made a cross. Uh And what was fascinating about me, I put it on... And went to a conference, and on the way to the conference, in a restaurant, this guy came up to me and he said, "What's with the cross?" And he was really challenging. Ah. And I said, "Excuse me." He said, "Why? W- what? What does that mean to you?" Mm. I said, "It means everything to me. My, my entire life has changed, and I'm giving my life over to to serve other people in Jesus' name." Oh okay, then, I just thought it might have been jewellery. And then walked away. So, um, and it struck me that people do wear crosses for jewellery. Yeah. Um, and I, since that time, have had, this is, this is not easy to wear. When you have political uh, divisiveness, which we have now, Yes this can actually come off looking like a political statement, which I certainly do not want to have happen. And so I've taken it off occasionally to avoid that and then understood that that has nothing to do with what this is and nothing to do with my life. My life is not political. It's trying to find a gap between the two. And so I put it on and... And swallow my feelings of being rejected because yeah. of my politics. Yeah. I I don't and I am not and I will not submit to that. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's a fascinating story. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it it's kinda nice too. It is, yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's it's had it a lot nice. of um, you know, pondering things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, one final question
1: uh, before we jump into the map yes. You and Trina wrote a book called uh, uh, Flash of Silver. Yes. And it was released right after she passed,
0: yes. if I remember right. Yes.
1: So, what was the premise of that book? Because I don't believe it was a cut book.
0: Oh, was no. And so uh, it was. It was testimony, but it was testimony over some really tough stuff. That to go back over it again with Trina was hard for her Mm -hmm. as well as for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Being very open about testimony means that you're telling the truth, and it still hurts. To tell it mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to tell the truth so we adjusted our story to the life of a Chinook salmon okay. a, a pair of a, a, fe- a female and a male okay. salmon yeah. and how they they th- how they came to to life and then f- went downstream went out as smelt went round the Pacific and then back up the same stream again, and then eventually die in that effort. Mm -hmm. That seemed to be a marvelous um, example. (laughs) An analogy for uh, And so when I so seriously hurt her and myself was when an angler had actually got a hook into my jaw Mm -hmm. and was busily pulling me out when I was able to dive for the dog, wrap it round a rock, and break it. Mm-hmm. You know? And so somehow that salmon started to represent our life. Mm-hmm. It was a metaphor, an extended metaphor. Yeah. And it does really read as an extended metaphor rather well. Yeah,
1: Very cool. Well, I checked, and I believe it's still on Amazon. So, if anybody wants to then, wants to order it, it's the. And the game. you know,
0: you know, the scripture owes it a song where the where the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Right at the end, when Trina and I have died, well, when Trina has died, her carcass is up against the thing, and it's it's moved inland by animals and other things. And it nourishes the trees by the side of them. And they have done analysis of those leaves on their trees and found marine deposits from the fish actually wind up coming out in the leaves. Really. So when I think of the journey that she put in and and the faithfulness right to the very end, that the trees of the field shall Oh, yeah, was a nice. I love that. Very
1: cool. Um, okay, actually, I have one more question. Okay. Uh, a couple years ago, a film crew came out here and they are making a movie about hmm. your life. A lot of the things that we have talked about in the last several podcasts, yes, it's uh, I think it's in post production now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they might be waiting on some financing or stuff like that. Yeah. So give us a little, little uh, snippet of what might be coming to the big screen.
0: Some very dear people wanting to, knowing our story and wanting to tell it as you have done. Um, um. The problem is that in our high-tech environment and, and the competitive nature of it, um, it requires a considerable amount of money. And I think that my life has been one of relinquishment rather than acquisition. And therefore, it's fairly consistent that that story may never actually get to go to the screen because it really requires more money than this person is justified. Well, we shall see. Yeah, we shall
1: see. Uh, It's called Galloping Upstream. Yes, it is. Horrid,
0: uh, horrid title.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't get to choose it, huh?
0: (laughs) No, I didn't. I did say this. I will tell you the truth, which is what I've said to you. And whatever that means to me, it will be the truth. Um, And if you choose to change that, my influence in any way, right. as to leave the core, central reason for my life out, which is Jesus, mm-hmm. um, then I will have to sue you, and and I don't want to have to do that. Yeah. So, um, by all means, you make all the decisions, you make all the questions, and I will simply answer them, and then we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. Well, it would be a huge uh, void in your life, if they don't. Well, they yes, don't but learn. in a sense, you have filled that. In my judgment, I have been talking to you not as long as I did for the film, which is 42 hours. Um, but, um, <clears throat> but mostly, you have had the discernment to be able to ask questions which I needed to find an answer to, yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. It has been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so let's find out what you're doing today. Yes! And what you're involved with today. Yes. And where you see this thing going. So we have a huge map behind us. Uh, it's got dots on it. And uh, so I'm just going to let you kind of take it away. Right. And uh, well, tell us what's going on. Well,
0: this map is made out of wood um, and different thicknesses and different woods. And it's made in the Ukraine during during the hostilities this yes this is less than a year old um and it's stuck up against the wall in this brand new um uh, retooled um uh, place that we have here this used to be the thrift store for and uh, where we would arrive with more stuff than we could carry. Right. And we'd put it in the sift store and we'd sell it to each other. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a little way... Well,
1: a lot of people from the outside too, a yes, yes, I know.
0: And it, 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 um, it, it's very dear to several of our members here who made such wonderful relationships just, yes. just by exchanging our old stuff with other people, with new people. And it's, it's a lovely idea. So anyway, COVID arrives, and, and, and that's a no-no. You know, you're going to hand on in the, the, yeah. the, the infection or the virus. So that closed down, and this space was then reconfigured. And we, about um, a year and a half before that, had been praying for a space which was set apart for prayer and worship. And um, our chaplain Tim at that time, um, Ike Tim, he was so passionate about this. And I was part of a very small group of four of us who were actually praying this into existence. Mm. Therefore, when it arrived in this unusual way that we hadn't planned, It became a God thing that he had given into our hands. So I I, wonder, there's a scripture which Jesus actually, it's it's an amazing time in Jesus' life. You know, we always think of him as so kind and so leaning forward into people's lives and not making judgments of them, but meeting their need as his friend and just doing this as led. We don't quite see him turning over the tables of the right. money yeah. and, yes. said, and saying to them, My father's house is a house of prayer for the all nations, and you have turned this into a den of thieves and robbers. Righteous anger. Whoa. Yeah. So, my father's house is a house of prayer. This is what this space is. This is called the house. We call it the house. And so we come to this place in an increasingly interested way of embracing what it means to be in prayer. Because what it means to be in prayer, in my judgment, is to be in a conversation that is now. It's not looking backwards or forwards. It is right now and your will is like a river which is flowing through this room and I am suspended in that river and I'm going for the ride and it's not my ride. It's his ride. And I want to know what's coming up around the bend, if you will, and and try and be obedient to that. So that's why we got this, and that's why we invited our residents here, and our residents' friends as well, by the way, at the ripples spreading. We have 67 people now who are committed to going first to the Lord and then to the work by the will of God. In other words, we're jumping in the river and saying, where's it going? We're not saying, I'm going to pray for, I, I don't know. A specific. Yes, yeah. a, a specific yeah. nation. Yeah. But what I am going to say is, Father, you know me and my heart. Please give me a nation for which I can pray. And I got the nation of Albania. Okay. Um. I didn't even know where it was, I I have to admit. And I'd never been there. I had no connection with it whatsoever. So I started to pray for Albania four years ago. And now I have really deep uh, relationships and wonderful understanding of the nation itself. And it's extraordinary how complex it has become, how interwoven God literally gave me and then has led me in that relationship. So I'm, I'm abundantly blessed. Now, I did add on Ethiopia, mm. because my uncle was the uh, military advisor to Haile Selassie, the emperor yeah. there, and we supported a kid um, going through school. Yeah. Um, and so I felt connected. But that was a, a horizontal connection. It's taken two years for me to find somebody with whom to correspond. We want correspondence oh, in Ethiopia, or, uh, in yeah, Ethiopia. In yeah. um, where was, it took two weeks for Albania yeah. to land in my place. So yeah. it has, I'm not saying that God doesn't say, you choose. Um, I'm not He's not. I don't serve an insistent God. Yeah. I serve a God who loves and waits for us to come online. Right. Yes. right? Very, very He's flowing, and I'm sitting on the bank for much of my life. Yeah. The question is, am I prepared to jump in the river and go for it? That's it. Yeah. So I did with Albania, but I didn't with Ethiopia, and I've now had to wait two years to get, but I've got it. Yeah. And now I have a couple who are writing to me, and I am getting to get the news back about what's happening now in these nations around the world. We're beginning to get the nations of the world telling us what, what God is doing now in the river that's flowing all across the world.
1: Yeah. So your, your goal is to have contacts yeah. in every nation in the world. Yes. That... Your community here would have contact with and would be able to pray for. Yes. Is that correct?
0: Just not pray for them as, as a couple, yeah. but pray for their nation yes. and get words back from the couple about what God is doing in the nation at that time. Yeah. So, in, with Mariupol, you know, in, in Ukraine, um, I got to know of a couple who were buried in in the rubble of of a major building in, in, in the very first days of the war taking place. And I felt like I actually was transported into that situation. Now, there are things that we can discern like that, but there are things which are qualified by truth, by absolute truth, which is the word of the testimony of two or three you know, witnesses in that person who are sending that back to us. Yeah. And I want to see, uh, there's, there's white pins in that map for every, every person who's praying. And I want to see the stories, the wondrous works that God is doing all the way across, rather than to fixate upon what the enemy is doing. The news tells us that the thief comes in to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. So where do we get that news? And this is a place where you can get that news. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this like a little pond in a forest. And you throw a stone into the pond, and you set up a ripple effect. And if you get down on your knees and you look at where the ripple has met, the side of the, you can see a leaf change, or you can see a little, a little bit of earth dissolving, and then it's quiet again. And you'd look and you would say to yourself, nothing really changed, but everything <laughs> changed on the periphery of that pond. So we're that little pond, and we're sending out a, 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 a newsletter called Ripple, and by the way, that's an acronym. Okay. <laughs> Relationships in peace and purpose find love everywhere. Okay. That's what we're doing. Yeah. And um, that's. <laughs> that's well, here it is. Here's <laughs> the <trouble. laughs> <It's surreal. laughs> So,
1: if I,
0: if I tell you honestly, there's 67 of us over a four-year period. That doesn't sound like a success story. So I love the idea of Ezekiel in, in the 47th chapter. Um, and Ezekiel is following a man who has a measuring stick in his hand. And he's measuring out 1,000 cubits. He's walking Um, away from the temple, and where the temple, uh, where it starts is a trickle of water, but after a thousand cubits, it's up to his ankles, and then up to his knees, and then up, and then it's too deep to swim, and it's too broad. And yeah. there's, there's trees on one side where the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nation, and the fruit is there for food, and there are people fishing, and it's an abundant example. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I see springing up everywhere all over the world, it looks as if we have a desert or a wilderness at the moment. But um, I, I think it's, it's um, I, I'd say, of 43. Um, Behold, see, I'm doing a new thing. Even now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Mm-hmm. I'm making rivers to run in the desert and away in the wilderness. Yeah. See? And that's what every one of those pins, it's a spring, that spring. Don't you perceive it? Yeah. I'm actually doing things all over the world. So the enemy is trying to come in and thieve and destroy and kill. And there's plenty of evidence of that taking place every day. But where is God in the midst of that bringing life now? That's yeah. what we need. Yeah, amen. So, as I'm looking
1: at your map here, I see white dots. Yes. Those are countries that you currently have... Being, being prayed for. You're being prayed for. Yes. And do you have a contact
0: in? Um, no, that's a slow process. Okay. I, I've, I've explained to you what happened in my life, which makes me therefore patient with people who are having difficulty finding someone. I understand that it's not easy. And at the present moment, there is such animosity against Christian people in certain parts of the world, that they are a little shy of having their names and of, of telling stories. But we will change the name and the location, mm-hmm. but we won't change the story, because yeah. the story is the thing that's yeah. important. So we're beginning to get that freedom. And I've got a, a kind of a thing in me that I'm looking for 22. 22 is a big number for me. I'm looking for 22 stories of the, what is happening now yeah. as being that, that trampoline stage of being able to spread my hands and jump over the the chair. But I don't want to insist. This is an invitation. But if people have friends or feel that they would love to do it, the key is ask God for a nation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's already taken. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. But ask God for a nation and then ask him to lead you to a correspondent in that nation. And then we start to get the flow of the river of life yeah. beginning to flow.
1: So if somebody wanted to participate yes. outside of your community here, yeah. and they have a love for uh, Chad or Algeria or something like that, um, whether there's a dot on there or not, yeah. how do they get in contact with you and to let you know
0: that I'm okay. praying for this conversation? Well, we've got a, um, a website which is prayer for all Nations, P-F-A-N, um, um, dot com. You know. um, so I'll give you that, and you can put it here yes. on the bell. I'll put it right here. woo <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. Yes. <laughs> um, and, we, and that'll come to me and a small core team that we have looking after this, and, and we, will, we, we, we will be very faithful with that. But may I ask... Yes, they will get a copy of Ripple. Um, It would be wonderful. We meet once a month here on the first Monday of the month um, in this space here, and um, we would love to have anybody come at that time. And it's at 10.30 in the morning. 10.30 on the first Monday. Yes, yeah. I am nearly 90. And at some stage in the next decade, I expect to die. You know, it's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. Um, uh, I want to die at a time if the Lord tarries and doesn't return, in which the body of Christ is known for its love. And it's Commitment to looking for the evidence of God's love in our day to day lives and finding it. Because I think that's what I would call revival. The world needs that more than ever. Really, it's always needed that. And it's always somehow had that. When we look back in times, we can see a range of mountains of the good things that God has done. At the moment, present moment, there's far... I've got to be careful how I say this. I was going to say far too much. I can't say that. I, uh, I shouldn't say that. There is a lot of focus upon, it can't get much worse than this, mm-hmm. and this is therefore about the time that we would call the latter days, and most people's love is growing cold, and therefore <laughs> we're out of here. Um, I long for something different than that. I long for us to be known for who we are as Jesus' disciples by the fact that we love one another as he loved us. That's it. That's it. Sounds simple. Awesome. It is relatively simple because all that needs to happen is I need to look within myself and say, Am I bearing any fruit? Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Do you have that going on in you? And is any of that evident on a day-by-day basis? That's kind of, that's the only way that I can figure whether I'm part of a solution or part of the problem. Yeah. And when I hear people shouting angrily at the world because yeah. of its behavior, I do not see the fruit. Yeah. I don't. What you see is hate hatred and anger. Yeah. It uh, is and we should not we, we 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 do not serve a God that hates. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. We 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 think there is some things that he doesn't like. He's he's a righteous and just guy. Yes, he is, and inviting constantly, yeah. will you join me in the river? Yeah. That's it. i was reading, uh
1: the Prophet Joel this morning, and and this theme goes on in many books <laughs> <laughs> in the Old Testament, where. The Israeli people the, the Israelites have just completely forsaken God and they're worshiping idols and God is uh, disciplining them if you will yeah uh, but always 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 saying if you will just return to me
0: You know, I have a small shovel in my apartment where we've been making the rest of this, and I should have brought it with me today. It's got a black cross on the blade of the shovel, which is telling me something. Don't dig, Graham. I am making a river to run in the wilderness. Don't dig a trench for it to go. Remember the man in Ezekiel? He led the way with a measuring stick. And it got deeper and deeper as he went. If you start saying to yourself, this is the way it should go, then it will fail. And so that's the reason why we're in our fourth year now. Here. And by the time that somebody sees this, it may be another couple of years on. The fact of the matter is that if we trust this with our a, with, with a whole inside certainty that God is in charge, then we join his river and we go where the river goes. We can't push the river. We can participate in it. And it is flowing. And it is positive And it does have a destination. And it is eternal.
1: I wanted to ask you. And this is in in the book of Joel as well. I think it's chapter two. And um, I actually have a reference here. I wrote down it's from Acts, where Peter is basically quoting the prophet Joel. And He says, uh, "In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Yeah. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams." <laughs> So I think when we were first talking, you had mentioned a vision
0: yeah. you've had. Can you share that? Yes. It's, um, I have been involved in my spiritual life with a number of shut your eyes and suddenly been transported to another, another location and a situation. Um, and um, so I, that's happened 11 times to me in my life um, when I least expected it to happen, it wasn't self-willed I wasn't looking for a vision and I wasn't expecting anything for anybody else um, the, out of that 11, the one that means the most to me in this stage in which we now live, is the time in a vineyard with Jesus walking up through the vines towards me with a pruning knife in one hand and carrying a basket in the other. And he comes up to me and he says, Welcome to my vineyard. It's a place without vanity. Now, Fill this basket full of grapes, and this is where. Come here, and I showed you. This is what I mean by by the fruit that I want you pick. It's not the biggest basket, it's not the biggest clump, but it does have this characteristic. Squeeze that last grape, and it should give just a little bit. Do you see that? Now you cut it here and here, and then lay that. In the basket, and when it's full, bring it down under that plane tree at the bottom of the vineyard, and we're going to have a picnic with everybody who's working in the vineyard today. Okay, Lord, I say. So I get—he gives me the knife, and I do exactly what he has said. Yeah. When I put it, and I look over, and he's still greeting people, and it's early in the morning; the, the, the sun's not up properly yet. And I think, I can't just go and sit down under that tree and just do nothing until lunch. So I get another basket, and I fill that, and I do it exactly. And, and I'm working, and I really want to. I'm yeah. really excited by this. And I get six baskets full, and I, I, I feel like I've really done a good job. Yeah. And, and, the, and the sun's up about 10 o'clock-ish, I don't have a watch. And they're still greeting people into the vineyard, And I think to myself, 12 baskets, I, I know it's in a different context, but hey, 12 baskets, now that would be something. Yeah, that's gonna look good. So my, my, my pruning knife is getting dull, and my hands are getting raw, and I'm getting really hot. But I'm pursuing now. It doesn't matter because this is relinquishment time. And this is, so I've got a, a, a rope and I've put it through the loops of the baskets and I'm pulling this whole caravan of grapes up to me. And I get to the end. It's it's noon and I'm drenched and and exhausted. And I come round the end and he's right there on sitting. under the the, the shade of the plane tree. And he looks up and sees me. And I say, um, (laughs) I got 12 baskets. And he looked at me and he looked disappointed. He went, oh. And then, oh. (laughs) I'm sorry that you forgot what I said in the beginning. My vineyard is a place without vanity. And we had so wanted to have a picnic with you. But it had all been eaten. It was over. So I missed the the picnic. So my vision from that is, Graham, don't miss the picnic. It's not a question of how much you can do. It's a question of doing what you've been told to do as obediently as you possibly can, and then go on beyond that. That's, that's, up, that's, that's around the bend. That's quite a lesson. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I got from that a little credo for myself. Do a small thing and do it well, until it's done, which is very much what I feel about this. I'm a very small pool in the forest, but the ripples can go everywhere.
1: Well, just imagine if every country is being prayed for. What an incredible uh, prayer is is an amazing thing. Yes. uh, It doesn't take a million to, to move God, no, oh. you know, uh, when two or three are gathered, gathered
0: together, He's there. What I said to him the other day, I, I I pulled a feather out of one of my pillows and I put it on the palm of my hand, and I said, Father, you know, really, I understand that I am a featherweight, you know, and the most that I can do is going to weigh like a feather, and that's that that wouldn't even put a flicker on a scale anywhere. And I felt that God said to me, well, you understand that you are weighing that feather in, 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 in worldly terms, but your feather on the palm of my hand weighs enormously. I see that feather. And that, yeah. I, I really, it matters. What everything we do in obedience matters. Everything that we do that does not insist matters because it is an invitation. Amen, amen. (laughs) Thank you so much for spending time with me. I really appreciate it.
1: This has just been uh, uh, an amazing time for me. And I know for the listeners as well that have uh, uh, grown up watching you mm. and as uh, so we so often do it's like what happened to this person? Y- yeah. You know? Yeah. And to learn that you are here or, or I am is uh, it's like amazing and then to <laughs> to be able to catch up and to find out just what an what an incredible story you have had uh, what an incredible witness your life has been and and uh, and like you say, you're almost ninety. Yes. You have grand goals, which is a great message for for those that are you know getting up there in their yeah. uh, in their elderly years. And I uh, I think it's have a purpose and ask God what that purpose is. And last days don't have to be
0: sad days. Sure. You oh know. no, 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 and and and. I'm I've started understanding what the ripple effect is, and the ripple effect does not crash like a tsunami on a person's life, but it shifts something just a little. And that just a little is all the Lord is asking of us. Do a small thing, do it well. Okay. Well, thank you, Graham. Thank you. Again,
1: this a has pleasure. been just a, a, an honor and a treasure for me to, to great. spend time with you. Great. So thank you, everybody, for watching uh, this series of podcasts. It has been amazing. Uh, go back if you haven't uh, caught them all. Uh, I think this is probably the seventh or eighth. I can't remember. We're losing count here of how many we've done. But uh, anyway, it's been a, been a great time. And so, uh, Graham, I'm going to let you sign us off
0: one last time. Okay. And uh, – Take it away. Sure. Um, I can't have you feeling like I am praying now for global revival. Um, I am, of course. I mean, I, I'm, I have to admit to you that w- would, would I like that? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> of course I would but I would love the ripples to keep going, which means that if you feel in any sense that you want your featherweight life to mean something to someone else, that changes it just a whisker. Can you imagine how wonderful that feels to me? So, Lord, I pray for those who watch this at this very moment in which they are watching. And I pray, Lord, that if you wish this to be something that they are involved in, then please make it known and give them a nation that's on your heart, even if they know nothing about it. Thank you for loving this world that you gave your only begotten Son so that not one of us should perish, but all of us may inherit eternal life. Amen. Amen. And God bless.